Brian and Laura from Hazel Fern Cellars in Newburgh, Oregon are known for their fun vibe via their Instagram account and in real life. They're known for some killer Pinot Noirs and Chardonnay. During our conversation, we talk about family roots in South Carolina, what it's like sharing the same birthday, the fun marketing behind a couple wine auctions, Hazel Fern Sparkling, and what it's like juggling a winery, being parents, while trying to find some peace and quiet to name a few topics. Please enjoy this conversation with Brian and Laura from Hazelfern, and please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. Thank you so much. Brian, Laura, thank you so much for uh, meeting me today. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to come out here, and like thank you. I mean, I'm sure you got a lot of things on your plate, so thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for thanks for making the trek out and having us. Yeah, most definitely. I can't wait to find out what you reveal <laughs> in our conversation. It, it will be it will be fun. It will be fun. But uh, before we begin, shall I pour us a little bit of wine? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I always come out with uh, a little bit of a blind to uh, kind of start everything off. You don't have to uh, analyze it too hard. You don't have to do a whole bunch. Just enjoy and have a wine be a, uh, you know, an, an accent to the conversation. So again, it's up to you if you want to say anything or. I think you brought this because you know I like sparkling. Yes. Yes. I mean, if I brought anything other than sparkling, I might be in trouble. You might be. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's perfect. Yes. Delicious. And we just a guess what this is. If you want to, you can. It's totally up to you. There's a zero pressure. Hundred percent Oregon. Okay. It's a spark sparkling rosé. <laughs> <laughs> good job Brian that's perfect so y'all just got back from Charleston at the uh, wine and food event yeah um, a couple weeks ago I was at the Oregon Chardonnay celebration and you know we were talking about sparkling and um, Andrew Davis you know was talking about you know Oregon being a um, up-and-coming region for um, for sparkling yeah and I asked the question, I'm like, how do we get the, the word out to the bigger wine community about Oregon being, you know, sparkling? And he's like, you know, writers have got to write about it. We got to get the bottles out of Oregon. So my question to you is, how did you end up in Charleston and in South Carolina getting bottles out of Oregon into, you know, different, a different demographic, a different region? Yeah. Have you been to Charleston before? When I was super, super young. Okay. Um, last year, admittedly, was my first year in Charleston, and it is one of the most incredible uh, sort of food and wine cities that I've been to. So much history. Um, the buildings are incredible. That's not answering your question, I realize. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. Um, for what an incredible, what incredible place it is and so welcoming of Oregon wines overall. So... Uh, I don't know if you want to talk a little, but Brian and I, for the most part, we don't distribute any wines. We're basically here in Oregon, and if you come and collect from us, it's here in the winery, except for Charleston, South Carolina. Um, and this sort of started because, admittedly, uh, we have some family over there. Oh, okay. So how can we spend more time over there? We fell in love with Charleston and kind of that whole South Carolina community. And that's really kind of how it 
accidentally happened? I think it's, it's, it's yeah. that's a great answer. I yeah. mean, spend more time with family is always great. Yeah. So Brian has some family that, so part of our story of changing our whole lives and um, after that uh, unexpected death in our family, Brian's brother kind of had the same outlook on life. And they moved from Boston to the very southern tip of North Carolina. And so they're right on the beach. Right. And they bought a sandwich shop, coffee shop. And so we go and spend some time over there and get to bring our love language, which is wine. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 And it's also, you know, we, we have, we've been fortunate here in the winery to build a, you know, a big base of, of followers of our wine. And a lot of those people were from the Carolinas. So we kind of look at like where around the country do people love, you know, not only Pinot Noir from the Willamette Valley and Chardonnay from the Willamette Valley, but you know, where are the, where are the Hazelfern fans out there? And so it just happened right. to be a big, you know, demographic down there in the Carolinas that combined with family. And then, I mean, food, food is everything for us. Like that's how we, that's how we first fell in love with wine. It's, you know, it's something that's on a dinner table. It's meant to be shared. And so we wanted, we, you know, when we think about putting our wines in a few key spots, like we want to be in foodie type cities. And so Charleston, Greenville, I mean, South Carolina really fit that bill. And so we're, we're stoked to be there. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's why we go to Charleston. Yeah. I think that's a great reason. Did you send like a bunch of wine with you? I mean, did you like travel in the car or like, how would, how did you get all your wine there? Yeah, we have, uh, so our wines, that's the one state where our wines distributed down there. So we have a distributor partner uh, oh. that has a bunch of our wine in their warehouse down there. And so we, we, combination of that, and then we sent some special things just for the dinner. So we, so Charleston Wine and Food, uh, we did a couple events uh, for that festival this year. It was back after a couple years off of COVID and we were super fortunate. We were asked to do one of the highlight winemaker dinners there right. this year. And so partnered up with uh, Delaney Oyster House, which is an amazing restaurant in Charleston. And, uh, and Shamil, who is the head chef there, actually brought out one of his buddies uh, from Napa. And the two of them cooked a whole meal around our wines. And so they actually went through our whole like, portfolio and picked which wines kind of inspired them and what they wanted to pair the dinner with. And uh, they picked six different wines, and, and that's kind of how it came to be. And so wow. uh, we, we shipped some wine out there. We ran into some weather getting the wine out there. It got stuck in Wyoming for a little while. But uh, it made it out there, and we had a great time. That is amazing. I saw pictures and videos and it just looked, I was so jealous. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And we did that and we did an, an event called Pinot Envy, which was a complete Pinot Noir celebration. And so it was awesome to kind of be there with uh, a few other Willamette Valley winemakers kind of holding it down and, and repping it for the valley. That's it was awesome. Like, it was like, you know, of course, a lot of people from California there. And so it was, it was fun right. to kind of be on the team, team Willamette. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. I'm glad you were able to do that. Yeah, we're, I mean, we have some big ideas, hopefully, that we can help bring back here to the Lenoir Valley that we can make a bigger presence from a Pinot Noir standpoint with all of our friends from here, from the Valley, next year. Ooh. Mm. Can't wait to hear what uh, what's in the works. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be fun. So, yeah, Charleston's a great, great place. I, I keep joking to people I should be employed by travel charleston because i all i do is talk about charleston in the tasting room but it's a cool right. place interesting yeah oh uh, coming back here to oregon uh when you taste here you know you're in the barn and i've heard you know stories about the barn you know that um the previous owner spent like three years building it you know for horses but never used it 
how did you even hear about the barn? Like, how did it even like come up on your radar? Yeah. Do you want to, you want to kind of share the story from the beginning and how it led us here? Yeah. So, um, Brian and I started making wine in 2006 in our basement in Northeast Portland, um, kind of in partnership, our, I don't know how you would describe it, uh, pressuring, very kind pressuring <laughs> from Brian's aunt and uncle who are um, about 20 years older than our parents and uh, started making wine, fell in love with it. This is sort of our pipe dream that one day we would do this full time. Um, but we had corporate jobs and we had kids and a family and a mortgage. And um, so fast forward, time went on, we were still making wine. Um, and then in 2014, our cousin Annie, she was 27 at the time. And this is actually the anniversary of her passing away. It was actually just two days ago. Mm. Um, she had beat cancer, kind of really understood that life is short. So she moved to Hawaii to pursue her dream of working for a farm there in Hawaii. She was setting up a farmer's market in those white tents on her first day on the job and a truck went through her tent. Mm. And we were on a hike that day when we got that call and we just decided what were we waiting for? And so kind of there's little parts of the story where for years we'd been sending kind of because this was our pipe dream properties back and forth from you know to one another and Brian would send things like joke that had like a moat you know you know <laughs> thousands of acres things that were not attainable for us and so when Annie passed away all of a sudden the properties we were sending to each other became really realistic right and um we, I happened to ponder upon this property and I sent it to Brian while he was at work. I was home with our little ones and uh, he was like, let's go see it. And we'd been sharing these properties back and forth and we literally bought it sight on scene. We're like, this is it. Yeah, I mean, we did see the site before we bought it. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I figured that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we, but it was it was really the barn. So like we saw the pictures of the barn on the, on the listing, mm -hmm. and the first time we ever came out here, walked into that barn before we ever even came into the house, and we were like, "This is it! Like this is where we want to make wine. This is where we want to share wine." Uh, it was just such a unique space, and it's right. a, I mean, they did a beautiful job building it. And I mean, I knew from like a vineyard standpoint, there's some incredible vineyards right here on the hill. So I, I knew we were in a good spot to plant a small vineyard. And it was really just that barn. Like, again, we, we saw the barn and we were like, that's it. Like, let's yeah. go, let's make hazel fern. And so let's do it right here in this barn. And, and then we came into the house um, and sat down. And I think Laura, Laura cried. Cause I mean, it's like, it's, it's amazing. We love the house, but it is like this, an old farmhouse, you know, it needed some work and things like that. But again, our, our dream, we were here to bring hazel fern to life and to share wine. And so it was really mm -hmm. like the moment we walked into that barn, we're like, this is so different. Like, right. let's do it. Mm -hmm. Well, you've been doing it for a while now. I mean, how does it feel to like be living your dream? That's so funny. I, a lot of people ask that question and in it, we, I think having that conversation always like helps bring it into perspective because I think Brian and I have the personality like, oh, we need to get out. We need to do this today. We need to be out in the vineyard. And it's almost like you think of all the things you need to do right. versus like, oh my gosh, but we do. I mean, this year, probably the last two years, um, candidly, we were like pinching ourselves that we get to do this every day. Right. And it is hard work, oh, yeah. but worth 
everything. When we were traveling, we're like, we get to do this for a living. Like, yeah, it's and, so and, then we, awesome. and then we created it from nothing, yeah. which is really, really cool. It's like a, it's like a child. It's like our third child, and we we love it, like our kids. Right. And uh, it's, I mean, it, it really is like Laura said. It's one of those things where you just have to pinch yourself, and you're not really aware of it in the moment because, again, every day we're just working on getting better, making better wine, uh, building the brands, getting it out to more people. And so when you're in it every day, you you know you, you kind of forget to look back and, and think what you created. But we're, I mean, we're super super fortunate that Hazel Fern's where it's at, that the people have supported it in such a way, and and that we get to do it full time. Like it's it really is a lot of fun. And, and it's rewarding because it is like this child that we've raised. It's, it's cool to see it. Yeah, it's cool to hear other people's interactions with like Hazel Fern outside of here too. That's right. really where I pinch myself. Like we'll meet people like we were in Charleston. They're like, we've been following you guys for years. <laughs> and like, we've had all your wines. It's so great to meet you. And you're like, my gosh, that's so flattering. Like, and it's so cool to see it just go out into the world and living its own life in a way. Yeah. And people making it their own. And and that's, I mean, that's what we, that was the whole spirit behind Hazel Fern was like, like when I talk about it's like food on the table, like wine is something that connects people from all around the world. And so it is cool to see it go out there in the world and have people grab Hazel Fern and and bring it to life on their own through Mm -hmm. different forums online or through Instagram or, you know, around their dinner table. Like I, I love, you know, Thanksgiving time is so awesome because it's so fun to see people sharing those wines and, and what it means to them. Right. And it, it's cool. Cause again, it's like our, it's like this child that's kind of grown up and we've sent it off to college and now it's like you, you hope it's doing well in the world and it's fun <laughs> to see it like interacting with people uh, in the way that the people want to absorb it and interact with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and the brand that you're building, it's, there's like a coolness factor to it. There's a unity between the two of you uh, Valentine's Day, you all posted a picture, and you know I would love a little bit of the backstory behind it, right? So Brian, you know you were looking into Laura's eyes. You had a microphone, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I was like, what was the picture? <laughs> I know. I was like, oh gosh, uh, doing Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, 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 I didn't I have the picture yeah, handy. Yeah. But like, what you all convey online is like you two are just two peas in a pod and happy and wonderful and just like you are living your dream you're having a blast but like if you know like i i assume one of your daughters was taking the picture or you know what what i mean do you have any backstory for that picture yeah so so the picture is of us sitting in the barn and there's a couple barrels there and we're like singing into a microphone and that that was actually if you go to hazelfern.com uh, we have some different music videos that were shot in the barn, and that that photo was taken uh, during those like music video shoots. So oh, okay. it was uh, we we had like a whole music video crew. I don't know what you call them, like <laughs> videography crew, like professional crew from Portland. Um, the acoustics in the barn are incredible. Yeah. So somehow this opportunity came along, and they're like, "Can we shoot this video in your barn?" And we we're like, "Sure, why not?" Brian are there just as like pure. Right an audience and there was photographers and, and they're like, Hey, why don't you guys jump up there on the, and take a picture. And it was so like, it was like a super silly picture, <laughs> but it was, I think what you got out of it is totally us. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it's funny. It was just us goofing around between the sets. Yeah. And Brian was being, and it's, what was the song that was? 
I don't know, that we were lip syncing to something. So it was oh, 90s music. I know what it was. It was Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Brian was like belting it out. And it was just like in that moment, it was just, that was right. pretty, I'd say, authentic. Yeah. 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 We were just being us. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and you know, we were we were so excited to, to do the music because that's kind of like when we think about Hazelfern, the things that are important to us, wine, food, connection with other people, great stories, and then music is a big part of it. Right. You know, whenever you, whenever you come to Hazelfern in the barn, uh, we always play our music pretty loud, and that's on purpose. Like, we love, you know, good, fun tunes. Like, it really adds to mm-hmm. the whole vibe and the experience. And, um, you know, we, when we used to eat at different restaurants and stuff in Portland, like, I'm that guy in the restaurant always, like, on my Shazam, like, what song is that? Because it's just part of the whole experience, like, with your friends and with the food and the wine. It's a whole feeling. And so we, we always wanted to create a brand that music was a part of. And uh, so that was, I mean, it was so fun to be able to bring artists out here, share wine, and then have right. them like shoot videos. It was awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. I'm going to have to look on the website for the videos now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Absolutely. That's super cool. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, that's, that picture very accurately describes our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, I would totally agree. Uh-huh. And speaking of your relationship, I know that you all met, you know, when you were at like a, a marketing agency or whatever, mm-hmm. but like at what point while you all were dating, did you all figure out that you had the same birthday? Oh, we knew before we dated. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we had no, I can't, re- I'm trying to remember how that came about, um, but we weren't dating yet. I worked for another agency, but Brian and I had worked together and I think I had invited him to my birthday party. Yeah, and I was like, well, that's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, having the same birthday, that's the only thing I wish we could change. Brian doesn't I, like I, his birthday. Yeah, I, I, I prefer it because I don't like all the attention. Right. Like, you know, and so for me, it's nice because it's like, oh, it's a shared birthday. I don't have to like, have all these calls and stuff like that. But Laura hates it because she likes the attention on her birthday. Yeah. I like the calls. I like the texts. Right. I like the messages. Brian like turns it off. He like turns his Facebook off, turns his phone off. (laughs) He's like, can you actually just respond for the two of us? Please. Yeah. So I like my birthday. Okay. And he does not. So we've discussed, people are like, oh, well, one of you should celebrate your half birthday. And we're both too stubborn to move our birthday. So we just, we actually get two separate cakes. We pick yeah. what each other like. Our right. kids think it's so funny. That is funny. Yeah. I will always pick what I want, which is usually like a red velvet cake or like a white cake, white icing type thing. And Brian's right. like carrot cake. Or chocolate. Chocolate. Carrot cake sounds great. I yeah, know. it does, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good birthday. right now. Oh, yeah. Sounds good, no. sounds good no. right now with some bubbles, like for sure. Oh. Kind of like cream cheese frosting. Yeah. And this is how it, this is how it goes on the birthday. See? And the banter going back and forth is just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were talking about music and hazel fern. Um, this past year when you did the Willamette Valley uh, Pinot auction. Yeah. You did a new kids on the block kind of theme and process. I mean, the, the picture that you have for that is just, again, just perfect. But how did you come across? I mean, what did, were there any other uh, possibilities in the running for the label name? Or it was like, no, it's just new kids on the block. So you were sitting where a lot of these ideas happen. Um, but I'll let you take this one. Yeah, that's a, that's, a fun, that's a fun question. So we... 
so you know we I mean we, we, we knew we wanted to do something really fun and something that was really hazel fern um, you know it's it's a very it's a serious auction it's very fun to go to it's an amazing amazing event um, and we knew we wanted to kind of like you know there's so many serious lots from like really amazing producers and so we were really proud of the wine but we wanted to have like a ton of fun you know with kind of the story of the wine and so we are children of the 80s and right. so we we love you know music from the 80s and so we had this uh, we in 2019 we had uh, completely farmed Yamhill Springs Vineyard for the first time like the whole site on our own and so we had all these like blocks that we had never worked with before and so uh, there's a block of 115 clone Pinot Noir there and we just thought like oh my gosh this is so cool like it's different than what we had ever done from that site and so we, we wanted to make that the auction wine and those vines were planted in 1988 and so we wanted to do like a whole tribute to the 1980s and so that's how we ended up with the glamour shot of Laura but it was kind of this idea that we were all born in the 80s both the vineyard the block that that came from and us and so it was kind of a celebration of the 80s right uh, and, and there was another concept that uh, that is going to come to life actually it might have actually just been announced actually yesterday I think it went live but we're, we're participating in the Willamette Valley Winery's uh, Zaki's Consumer Auction oh, this yeah, year for yeah, the first time yeah, yeah. and so the original concept for uh, New Kid New Kid on the Block uh, was a wine called Back to the Future and so we have a, a new wine coming out it's going to be a Chardonnay and okay. it's going to be completely themed around uh, Back to the Future so nice. another, another 80s theme you, you can see over there we're working on it um, right. it's going to be coming in the case <laughs> so instead of the flux capacitor oh my like gosh in, you know instead of the the plutonium it's going to be Chardonnay bottles and so we're super excited about that so everyone can bid on that uh, right. because the auction last summer was only open to the trade right. uh, this is going to be a consumer facing online auction and so we're super excited to start sharing more details around Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. That'll be nice. And I'm just going to publicly say right now, Amy, hands off. This one's mine. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so funny. We, and, and when we make this stuff, we think of you guys too. So I'm I know sure. what are these guys being into. But uh, the, the reason we're calling it Back to the Future is this is a Chardonnay lot. And so right. from the same vineyard, it comes from Yamhill Springs. And, and there was a, an old block there that was uh, used to be Chardonnay back in 1988 when it was planted. They tried to graft over it to Pinot. It never really took, so they still have this old school Chardonnay, mm -hmm. and so it, that was kind of the you know the old Winty clone that got rejected, and now now it's all about the Dijon clones here. And, and anyway, with warmer weather, that that old Winty clone is is ripening, and so we made a Chardonnay from that. And we were so geeked out about Chardonnay that we wanted to kind of take a look back to look to where we're going in the future, which is all about Chardonnay. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the whole theme. It's, right. it's all around being planted in the '80s again the movie back to the future that was like just huge for us like as kids great scott and, and then, yeah that's right exactly <laughs> right? And, and then looking to what we're excited about you know we, we think there's so much potential for chardonnay and the future of the willamette valley and so it's kind of this looking back at the old school clone to look forward that's awesome yeah it's gonna be fun so you, you teased us again on instagram with a, a picture of another label that's coming out you know it's um First gen, right? Yeah, yeah. And it has a gold foil on it. Yeah. And if you look, it doesn't follow the exact like um, no capsule, uh -huh. you know. Yeah. On you know, so I, you know, at first I was like, oh, that's a Pinot, but no. Then you start looking and diving deeper into it. I think it's your sparkling, isn't it? Um. 
No. Jay, you're planting it's seeds. Not. It's not sparkling yet. Yeah. Yet. It, okay. It, it is our, it's going to be our, it, it is a wine that we have bottled. So that was a label concept and it will be, the idea is it's going to look like what we posted, but that was kind of the prototype of it. Okay. And it's first gen and it is our first wine from this vineyard. Right oh. here, our first Pinot Noir. And so we wanted to do something different than our normal labels. Um, we, and we also want to do something different than calling it our estate. Um, it's just, there's classic wine words that from a Hazelford standpoint, we like to kind of just evolve. And, and so we liked the idea of being like, we, you know, we planted this thing. This is, this is the first wine that literally we put those grapes into the ground and have raised them since babies. And so, right. mm-hmm. uh, that's why we're, that's, that's at least in concept right now, calling it first gen because it really represents like all those pieces of us that nice. have made this story for the first time ever. And so, uh, the, the pattern that you saw in there was, is actually like a raised version of our fingerprints. So it, wow. we're, we're excited about it, but that'll be a, that'll be a release, uh, maybe early summer or next fall. Yeah. I think, you know, every, people don't realize, you know, it was during nap times that I would like till the soil to get ready for the planting. And like everything we did here was just the two of us working together. You know, we didn't really have you know, any outside resources or pieces. This right. was all from like literally nothing. Yeah. From five gallons in our basement and yeah. just, and just right. doubling every year and just putting everything like, you know, work, working those day jobs, Work, I mean, 2018 was our first year that we actually got to do harvest during daylight. Like we, we, all those harvests before that, we would literally go to work all day down in Portland to come back home, process fruit at night. Like we would go in our like hot tub and plan. We didn't have a hot tub yet. That was actually the best <laughs> investment ever because at like four o'clock in the morning, we get in the hot tub before going to bed for two hours. Yeah. To go back to work. Mm-hmm. So Brian would work during the day. He uh, had a position in Portland and I did all the, um, in essence, like kid handling while hauling fruit and cleaning equipment. So like the line would be set up and we'd be ready to go. And so when Brian would come home with his extra hands, so to speak, um, so I would literally show up to like preschool pickup with like truck, you know, trailer loads <laughs> of fruit and be like, hey, I'm here to get my child. <laughs> totally normal. Totally yeah, normal. Totally I mean, normal. it's Oregon. I mean, it's Oregon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so, and then we would put our kids to bed and we would make wine from 8 p.m. till 4 a.m. for years. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's, that is what first gen to us, that's what it's all about. It's right. like, like we said, like literally putting those plants in the ground, like with our hands, like till, tilling, tilling the land to get it ready with like babies on your shoulder. Like it's, it's a lot of hard work and right. that's the wine that represents mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Our youngest who's now eight, there's a lot of pictures of her just, which I think is the Oregon story. And a lot of like the original pioneers of Oregon, right. babies on their backs. And you know, I remember when the vineyard was grown up, I was on the tractor one more, one day and you have to be visually like visible to the school bus. And our daughter just started kindergarten and I was like, literally like pedal to the metal on the on the tractor because i saw the school bus coming up they don't see you they won't leave the kid there right and i'm like waving i'm over here on the tractor oh my goodness (laughs) but like pedal to the metal down the row yeah on the tractor but like that's that's the stuff that that's the stuff that like i love like that's the stories of us 
and like our life together and the life that we've been trying to build and build with our kids. That's that's great. Yeah. Going back to planting, you know, seeds of, of sparkling. Yes. Yeah. When can we expect some hazel fern sparkling? I think you have a little bit of time. Of course. I know it takes yeah. time. Um, so going into the 22 harvest, we will be making sparkling. Okay, so maybe so like 2027? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's build up the anticipation a little bit, yeah. build up the hype, Yeah. and you'll right. sell out in like two minutes. Yeah. So in three years. Four years. Four yeah. years. Something still, like yeah, that. Yeah, we got to grow the fruit this year. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, you know, you've talked about juggling life. Um, you know, you have the constant barrage of like social media messages, customers business partners uh, how in the heck do you find a chance to turn off or do you <laughs> um we yeah we i don't know we we don't really but that that's where i, I i'll speak for myself i feel really fortunate that we have created something that we love to do. And so it never feels like work, you know, like, so when we're doing social media or we're sharing our wine or we're making wine, like, again, that's, we just love doing that. That's probably what we'd be doing if we weren't doing wine. It's just, you know, right. That, that's just us. And so a, a lot of times that, you know, it's not, it, it, we're doing a lot of work, but it always feels like fun. And, and also we, Again, I'm speaking maybe for myself, but we love to work together. That's, that's how we met, you know, and that's right. how we yeah. met and we fell in love. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, well, I, I always appreciate having a project like, so, you know, a vision, the vision of Hazelfern, the type of wines that we want to make and being on the same page together, right. like right. something that we get to do every day together. And so it, it never, like it's, we don't have to turn it off. It just is us, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Um, I will say that most people would think I'm a solid extrovert, but I'm actually an extrovert introvert. So I do like to, at the end of the day, shut, when the kids are in bed, I do like to shut kind of everything out certain times of the year and watch shows. And that's like my recharge. And I'd say like, yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, we have so many moments that we get to like, we love what we're doing. I mean, we love what we're doing. So it shows, yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. There are yeah. parts of it that you, you know, like anything that you're like, ah. Yeah, I don't want to do all this I billing. Do I don't that. do the invoicing. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. stuff. The, the paperwork right. stuff. The right. non-fun stuff. I would love to not do that. But, um, yeah, I mean. It's also like, it's a cool business from the standpoint of, like, winter is very, very quiet. You know, that's, we're through with, we're done with harvest. The wines are resting in barrel. There's, you know, not a lot going on in the vineyard. You know, we do do some pruning, but uh, that's really our time to kind of turn it off. And, you know, that's also like we close the winery like all winter long. And so we're just kind of waking up out of that. But uh, we do definitely in the winter get some time to just hang out. We, we were in Costa Rica a few weeks ago and then we went to Disneyland and then Charleston. And so yeah. it's it's been a good, you know, we, we do get some time to take a break in the winter. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's ebb and flow. Yeah. Yes, you have I to. Do, I mean, I, I like working with you. Yeah. You're, you're oh great. My. You're great to work with, <laughs> I'm sure when you started making five barrels or five gallons, you know, in your basement, mm-hmm. you weren't even thinking about legacy, right? Yeah. 
Are you given any thought now as your you know two daughters are growing older, like what legacy might look like? Wow. I mean, I think based on how we just reacted, no, no, no right? Really. <laughs> no, that, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's it's an interesting question. I, yeah. you know, for me, uh, as I've been doing these podcasts, I didn't really give a whole lot of thought about legacy either. Yeah. But I sat down with Andy Lytle, and he was like, you know, I just reached a point in my life, and I'm like, and he was like, I I I got a lot to do, yeah, and I want to get it done, and I want to you know, leave something for my family. And, you know, ever since that interview, I've just been thinking about it and just like kind of planting the seeds in the people that I'm interviewing and just, you know, see what their take on legacy is. Yeah. I think, so you would probably answer this differently than I would. Someone said to me a long time ago, and I can't remember who it was, but has really kind of stuck with me, is that this is ultimately our dream. Right, and this has afforded our family and our girls such amazing experiences. But I think for me, it's never been the thought process that the girls will one day run Hazel Fern. If they do, that would be awesome. Right. But like pursuing this to be this will always kind of be our dream because I think you know it can kind of be a mixed bag. I think of like maybe an obligation that you know, kids feel to continue on the work that their parents began. Um, for me personally, I want them to make their own choice. Right. And if it is this, that's great. But, you know, maybe we can help them from all the things we've learned in the last, you know, by the time they're older. Right. Um, can we help them set them up for success in terms of starting something that they're super passionate about? Yeah. Or... So yeah, it'll it's be, kind it'll of be like their choice if it's part of their story. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just kind of interesting just taking a step back, you know, because if you look at all the houses in France and everything, yeah, know. you know, you have, you know, generation upon generation upon generation. Yeah. And Oregon is still so young in that regard. Right. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of think about it, it's just, mm-hmm. just, just to take a second and just pause, I think is always an yeah. interesting thing to think about. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, that's, it is amazing the old world provides such an amazing perspective on things like legacy and, mm-hmm. right. and all those old vineyards and families and i mean mm-hmm. you know eight nine more generations it's crazy. Like it is yeah. it is crazy and that's i think it's hard to think about that here on the west coast because it is so young you know yeah. and even just going to charleston you know that the history that's there it's like oh these buildings were built in the 1700s and you know we don't we don't have that mm-hmm. here no mm-hmm. and so willamette valley is a young wine growing region and we're also a young part of the world like right. in general like our architecture is not old you know no, it's, there is not a lot of generations and so it's yeah it's it's an interesting perspective mm-hmm. yeah it is speaking of like Oregon you know the wine country oh you gotta bring in the community for Oregon wine mm-hmm. uh, you've given so much you know to the community you know during 2020 you did a you know a bunch of uh, fundraising for Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. Oh, but like, do you have a particular story where the community reached out to you and helped you over these last years that kind of like stand out? A story that always just always comes to my mind is um, Harvest of 17. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Harvest (laughs) of 17. uh, We, so 2017 vintage. Uh, we were, like still had the full-time job and we reached a point in that vintage where uh, 
uh, all the rains were coming in like mid October. And so there was one, that was like our biggest harvest ever at that time. We, we have, you know, we, we grow every year. We laugh about it now. Cause it's like, we could have done that. But at the time, like now it's perspective. We could. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but like in 2017, anyway, we, we had like just a mountain of fruit coming in because we had to pick every single vineyard like on the same day oh, wow. thing, to beat all the weather that was coming in. Right. And so we uh, just completely overwhelmed. Like, how are we even going to process? I mean, it was like, it's, it would still be a, a big day for us. F- 15 tons of fruit all coming in on the same day. And it was like just us. And so we, we had uh, have a friend, Andrew Garrison, who is a chef in McMinnville, and he was hosting a harvest party. And uh, our, our friends, Devin and Kristen, who have uh, Little Hells, like that, that vineyard, that, you know, they're all part of the same friend group. So they were all going to go to McMinnville for this harvest party, and we were supposed to go. And, and I remember I messaged Andrew on, on Facebook and was like, hey, man, like we wish we could come, but like we're literally buried in harvest right today. And so we're not going to be able to make it. Like we just have so much fruit. Like there's no way we can make it down there. And, and he wrote back and he was like, he was like, well, he's like, this is a harvest party. Like we should bring the party to the harvest. Wow. He was like, what if I like round up like 20 people in the community and we come help you guys. And that's exactly what they did. And, uh, it, it was incredible. We had, uh, Sonny, who was the chef at the Allison, he and Andrew like did a, like literally did a salmon bake in the parking lot, set up the fire, like mm-hmm. had all of the salmon, wow. the secret planks, like a whole spread. Uh, and then we had like, like 17 people helping us process all that fruit and, and wow. we got it all knocked out and done. And I mean, it was absolutely amazing. And, and I know it was mid October cause it was also Ava's birthday that day. Mm-hmm. So it was October 15th and Ava, we, we just felt so bad because it was it, her birthday. It was her birthday. And we were like, Pretended like it wasn't her birthday right. because we couldn't right, right, address yeah. it that no, day. No, you couldn't. So, so, and someone brought a bunch of cupcakes and stuff for the whole dinner spread. And so it turned into like, we just made that Ava's like cake. And then, so the whole thing turned into like a big party with everyone singing to Ava. And when she went to bed that night, we were all so tired. And she was literally like, that was the best birthday I've ever had. Like, and, but it was the whole spirit of collaboration uh, that, that makes this valley incredible. Mm-hmm. And it was on display that day. And mm-hmm. we, were, we were so thankful because, I mean, that was the two of us trying to get through that much fruit would have just been ridiculous. Yeah. I can only imagine. That was, now I'm like, we actually frequently have done 15 tons in a day, but our equipment's different and our yeah, right. Right. Well, different. Yeah, we're set up for it. Yeah. But yeah. I remember that I was like, oh, we're just looking at it and being like, we are going to be up for days. Yeah, days. literally. Right. But it was such a cool, and we had so much fun, and we drank so much sparkling. And of course. Yeah. The, yeah, it was such a cool, it was yeah, a cool that night. Was awesome. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, so I, I learned something new that Ava's birthday is on October 15th. Yeah. yeah. And that's the same day as my daughter's birthday. Oh, it oh, is? Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great day. It is Harvest a great birthday. day. Yeah. Yes. I know. We joke because when I, she was my harvest baby of, 2013. So Brian was he coming. I mean, I was totally fine with that. I was like, you go, you go out and you take care of harvest. I'll just hang it, hang out this cute little baby in the hospital. Right, yeah. Have a bunch of people take care of me. Sounds great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The story that we never told my mom is that two days before I gave birth to Ava, Brian went, where did you go? Uh, I was up getting some Syrah from the Frenchman Hills way up mm-hmm. like North like oh, the day before. Said, yeah, oh my goodness. My mom, he's like, don't tell your mom. She will kill me. <laughs> yeah. In-laws can, can, can have that effect. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. But I yes. mean, that's like, like we said, you know, Hazel Fern is one of our babies. So I had to right. take care of that baby too. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
I gave you all some some questions before we started. Uh-huh. Do you want to pull out those questions? Want kind of go through those? Who goes first? What's the format? Well, we'll we'll format? kind of figure it out. So you know, uh, you know, I I thought that the way that you all work together all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And you all just have so much fun. I thought it'd be cool to like just shuffle things around a little bit so like do a little bit of a newlywed style questionnaire yeah and uh, whoever gets four four points first wins okay and you know there is a tiebreaker if we need it so i mean whoever wants i mean if somebody has a preference of going first you can it's up it's up to you so i'm 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 very competitive so i just want to make sure i understand the rules so she's going to read the question and if i guess what she answered for me i get the point correct okay i'm gonna win (laughs) All right. Okay. Just so you know. Right. He cannot win. Oh, dun dun dun. So wait, do I ask the question and you answer it? Well, no. what I'll, I'll ask the question. Okay. okay. Right. You have it written down. Okay. And so, uh, okay. So I'll start with Laura's question first mm-hmm. for Brian. So Brian, you have the day off, and it's an empty house, which I know like hardly will ever ever happen. Yeah. But uh, how do you spend the day? Oh, man, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I would say working out. <laughs> oh, boy. <Nope. laughs> and the answer is? The answer is he'll start the day by going in the hot tub with coffee. And then... Long answer. Yep, and then he'll head out to the vineyard and have his headphones in and be tinkering on all I don't know what. Okay. But he'll just be out there. Oh, yeah. That's probably more accurate. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's, it's being on the spot. I mean, that, that's part of the fun of all this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, Laura. Okay. So, right now, the score is 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh-huh. Here comes uh, your question. What is your guilty pleasure? Oh, I mean, I don't want him to win. <laughs> Wait, do I get the point if you get it right? No, Lori gets the point. So you have to get it right. Oh, okay. Um, watching TV shows. Close, but not. It's watching TikTok videos. That's probably accurate. Okay. Well, the score is still zero to zero. <laughs> All right. Brian, here is your question. Oh. Uh, you grab Laura's hand and you pull her to the dance floor and say, and you say to her, the DJ is playing your song. What is the song? Ooh. <laughs> Man, on the dance floor. That's a tough one. I, I'm like, you're, first of all, I, I don't know. I would, I, would say, I would say Rain King by Counting Crows. Accurate. Boom. Nice. All right. Well, the score is Brian one, Laura zero. Let's see if we can tie it up for one to one. Uh, Laura, where did your first kiss happen? (laughs) (laughs) I also don't remember our anniversary frequently. Um, It was at your condo. That's right. I wrote down, uh, it was in my condo in Portland, uh, after we shared a couple bottles of wine, but specifically a Cabernet Sauv from either Argentina or Chile. I can't remember, but South nice. Cab Sauv, yeah. 
No, that's, I love the detailed answer. So do yeah. I get a point? Yeah, it's one to one. Yeah, it's one to one. One to one. Yeah. All right, Brian. What uh, What was your worst date? Oh. Like with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I should have specified, but <laughs> I would assume. Worst date. This one. This one would be tough. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like there weren't very many. I don't I mean, This is probably not what's on your card. This is hard to think of, but I remember when we used to work together back in the day. Is it from that time period? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we used to travel a lot together for work. We would do a lot of, a lot of work in New York. And so I, I remember after we had been dating um, for many months, probably like nine months, Laura was very much like that there was another a coworker in the office that was very much in your mind about like, why hasn't Brian asked you to marry you? Yeah. And so you were, we went to this very fancy steakhouse in New York and it was supposed to be this really amazing date. And it ended up being Laura very upset and considering potentially moving on because I hadn't, I hadn't oh. proposed yet. And so it was kind of not the date that I expected. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that happens. That's not the one I had. Mine is, I don't know if it's like you could consider it a date, but it would have been when we went to the Counting Crows concert. And I was eight months pregnant with Ava. Oh, yeah. That was rough. That was rough. Yeah. I was the designated driver with a car full of people. Oh. And Brian overindulged. It, it, it went to uh -huh. a concert. And yeah. I remember, and none, none of those things mattered, but I remember... I was pregnant, so he went into like some restaurant. It was like fast food, and I was like, you must get me food. I am starving. And he comes out, and he sits next to me and starts eating. I was like, what did you get for me? And he's like, oh, I didn't get you anything. Oh. I was like, you didn't get your pregnant wife who was <laughs> driving you some food. I was just trying to survive. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Laura. So the score is still one-to-one. -one. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the one thing that, uh, that you have that Brian would love for you to get rid of? I don't know if I... This is, this is turning into, like, therapy. I know. Um, That's why there's, there's, there's only, like, you know, nine questions. Yeah. Otherwise, we might need therapy. I don't know. Okay. Um, my robe. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's what I wrote down, but yeah, I think it's ugly. <laughs> All right, uh, but but what I wrote down is your phone in the bedroom. Mm, but so do you. I I no, uh -uh. not always. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, You're Laura's like addicted to her phone. So at night she goes into her TikTok videos, her guilty pleasure, right, and just disappears. It's good therapy. It is good therapy, Watch right? People dance and yeah. like make funny videos. Right, and just kind of turn off and unplug. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, AJ. Appreciate you <laughs> feeling my feelings. Now I gotta, you know, I gotta work. I, gotta, I can't be partial here. So what's the score? It's still one to one. Oh gosh, this okay. is tough. All right, um, Brian. Um, between the two of you, who is the bigger pack rat? Uh, me. Accurate. Okay. And now the score is two to one in Brian's he just, favor. He, he threw himself on the fire. He wanted to <laughs> yeah, save me. Uh, I did, but no. Yeah, he wanted a point. I knew what you would write down. I know, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. 
Hmm. You were in coots on that one. Okay. Um. So, uh, Laura, uh-huh. you asked Brian to go to the store uh-huh. to grab you a treat. Uh-huh. What does he buy you? Um, and it can't be sparkling. No. He would buy me... I want the point. <laughs> got to tie it up because we got a, we got a tiebreaker. Um, he would buy me nerds. I wrote down nerds, Mykonics, or Airheads. Oh, I was going to say one of those things. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's two to two. We have a a tiebreaker. So this is to both of you. I guess there's still a chance that it could be a tie and nobody wins, which it's it's okay. Um, So the question to both of you, what is each other's worst habit? You go first. (laughs) Um, probably just being messy. That's what I think you would say. You know, I love that you're answering these things this way. This is a good therapy. Um, no, that's not what I picked. Okay. Brian's worst habit is that Brian has an inability for peripheral vision. Like, he'll be out in the vineyard and like normal people from afar if you're waving your hands or I don't know this is just in life they can see like that you're waving your hands Brian no you have to like go get right in front of him he's laser focused that's right tunnel vision laser focused and what she doesn't know is I can see (laughs) oh maybe you didn't want to say that (laughs) so what did you write down Brian um well so yeah now you have to guess what's my worst habit uh, he would say, um, being organized, like always trying to clean up after everyone. And it probably turns into more of a fight Re- with everyone. Related to that, related, okay. but, but not that. So you don't get the point. Um, oh. that your worst habit is, so I have to be careful because Laura does love to clean up all the time. So Laura's always cleaning. That's like her thing, uh, which is amazing. But her worst habit is she loves to vacu- oh, vacuum leave the all vacuum the time. Out. Yes. <laughs> Never puts it away. It's always right in well, the middle. Well, I'm going to use it again. So I need to be dizzy. like with the cord right. across the house always. Yeah, I had yeah. a cordless one, but then I ran the, the battery died because I used it so much. There you go. But is that a bad thing? There could be way worse. Exactly. There could yeah. be way worse. I yeah. feel like I should get the point. I'm not giving it to you. Oh. <laughs> AJ. Still has Cleaning. To be Kind of related, vacuum. I'll give you half a point. Okay, so I won. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll kind of end things out with some quick rapid-fire questions. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite, favorite artist during harvest? Da- Did I say that right? Favorite artist during harvest? Rec- recently, it would be Taylor Swift. Yeah, I agree with that. Taylor Swift's amazing. Yeah. Um, but we, we listen to a ton of stuff. So it just depends on the day. Because uh, we, lo- we love music. So right. it's, it's always hard for me to pick a, a, this is like a favorite fire. thing. I, I know, fire. but it's like, that's so hard to pick it's, a favorite. So I, I would say like lately, like Taylor Swift, 
like I'm like I will say that she's you, you need to get with the, amazing. You need to get with the guys at King North, Kings North. Yeah, yeah. they're Taylor Swift as well. Yeah, I, it's I, like she's so talented. Right, it's just a, like I'm so impressed by her. She's yeah. awesome. Favorite indulgent food? Chips and salsa. Yeah, I would say chips and salsa. Although lately, I know it's supposed to be rapid fire. I, I love like just sushi, like salmon. Ooh, like, and I told Laura the other day, I was like, that's almost for me as good as chips and rapid salsa. Rapid fire. This is rapid fire. It's it fine. just needs explanation. It, yeah. Okay. If you could choose a superpower, what would it be? Oh, I would clone myself. Lots of Laura's. That would be I amazing. Get so much done. Oh, I love that. Um, so multiplication. Superpower. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't okay. know. That's fine. Yeah. Harvest notes. Are they digital or handwritten? They're all in his head. I don't know if and I should they, say that. And loud. then they become they become digital. But in, in the moment, right. in my head. And, and also, we write a lot. We write a lot. Mm-hmm. Those little pieces of paper, usually all around the forklift. Yeah, or like taped on bins, things like that. Mm-hmm. So we write, but then it all, we have like a whole system that everything gets uploaded to digitally. But on, right. and on the fly, it's in my head. And on notes, you know, when, right. when you have a thought, you just write it down and just tape it to that ferment or to the forklift or whatever. Yeah, no, it's amazing how many people are like, they are all handwritten and they're just like stuffed in pockets or Ziploc bags or whatever. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Favorite superhero? Wonder Woman. Batman. Boom. And the last book that you read? I don't read. That's fair. Yeah, I can't. Okay. I can't think of one. Podcasts (laughs) and books on tape. Yes. Yes. Okay, so last Mm -hmm. book on tape or audible Uh, or... Becoming Michelle Obama's book. Oh, okay. Yeah, for me it's podcasts. Do you have a favorite podcast that you Uh, enjoy? I mean, I I listen to the daily every morning. Okay. Yeah, just I love news and current events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Shall I reveal the wine? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So are you still going 100% Oregon? I don't know. Should I? Well, I don't know. Should you? I, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Interesting. Is there a reason you chose this? Mm-hmm. Yes, there's always a reason. Yeah. So at the Oregon uh, Chardonnay celebration, uh, Friday night was a sparkling. Right. Right, yeah. it was all sparkling. Yeah. Uh, this producer was there. Uh, and of course, uh, her and Amy made friends. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then on Saturday, you know, we actually got another bottle of this. And yeah. it was just, it was great. It was wonderful. And I believe they're going to be at IPNC. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's all coming back to Oregon and has some relationship to, to Oregon. Yeah, that's what I figured. The reason I asked that is I figured there was some Amy involvement because she texts me, I, I think probably yes. when you guys were all together, about this label. And yes. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. It's delicious. It is good. Mm-hmm. It is so good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I want to thank you all for your time today. I know it's, you know, it, it's... The, answering the questions in the therapy that was a little bit different but I appreciate it so yeah, much thank that you that was fun thank you yeah alright we'll do it anytime okay yeah <laughs>